Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina El Mashedi. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hey there, hope this episode finds you well. And I want to kickstart this episode with a beautiful journaling quote, and it's by Brad Wilcox. And he says, a personal journal is an ideal environment in which to become. It is a perfect place for you to think, feel, discover, expand, remember, and dream. And a journaling practice really does offer all of these benefits and more. So if you want to get more from your journaling practice, this episode is for you because today I'm going to help you avoid three common journaling mistakes. Now, each of these mistakes are keeping you from those aha moments that journaling can offer. And when you push them out the way, your favorite notebook is going to get 10 times more powerful. So let's dive in. Now, mistake number one is false barriers. There's a good chance you're making it harder to journal than you need to because you're inadvertently putting barriers in your way. For example, perfection is one of those barriers. Yep, instead of allowing the words to flow, we get all judgy about our handwriting and our spelling. And this is made all the worse when we compare our writing with all those beautiful bullet journals you see on social media. But remember, when it comes to writing your best self, the quality of what you write always trumps the appearance of what you write. So give yourself some slack. It doesn't matter if your handwriting isn't neat or if your handwriting is illegible to other people, as long as you can read it, or you know what it says, that is all that matters. And the same goes for those stories that you tell yourself that you can't write. Now, if you've had a bad experience at school with your English teacher forever criticising your work, it's no wonder the blank page feels confronting. But I encourage you to lean into this resistance. Write your way through that barrier. Just know that a grammatically perfect, typo-free journal is not the goal you're seeking here. Instead, you're seeking to express yourself as authentically as possible, knowing that what appears on the blank page is for your eyes only. So please don't allow these thoughts about writing to keep you from this incredible practice. And as with everything, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And actually, you might find that your handwriting does improve as you start letting go of the fear and um, limited beliefs that can be wrapped up in these definitions of the way we show our words on the page. Now, another common barrier is just keeping your journal out of sight. Remember, your journaling practice opens a door to a deeper part of your mind. Just the simple intention to write a journal creates an expectation to have things to write about. And somehow your mind is able to meet that. That's because your mind likes to answer questions. Your mind likes to find solutions. And so if you give it a problem, we give it a question to focus on, those words and ideas begin to flow. Now, the cool thing about journaling is when you get started, that inspiration can strike at any time, often at unexpected times. And there's nothing more frustrating than having like this genius aha insight moment, but you have nowhere to write anything down because your journal's neatly at home 
tucked away in your desk. So it's definitely worth keeping your journal close to hand. For example, I always take mine upstairs before I go to bed just in case I have the urge to write. And that's a beautiful thing, like the journal becomes your companion in this way. Your journal becomes that space where you can write your thoughts and ideas and insights and reflections as they bubble up. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more value you get from your practice. Now, another mistake is a lack of consistency. And actually, this can often apply to lots of areas of our lives. For example, earlier this year, I made a commitment to myself to get fitter. I just didn't like the way I was feeling when I was trying to keep up with my kids. I wanted to feel stronger. I wanted to be more flexible. And I wanted to feel healthier inside. Now, the problem was, I wanted to feel all of those things now. I was impatient. I had made this decision to change my behavior so I could have these results, but I wanted it in that moment. But of course, it doesn't work that way. As you know, improved fitness takes time. It takes consistency and it takes commitment. And I was never going to get the results I wanted by doing a workout here and there. Instead, I had to commit to a daily practice. Thank goodness for my Apple Watch keeping me accountable. And thanks to the passage of time, I am seeing results and I'm feeling really good about those results. And it's exactly the same with journaling. You won't necessarily get a massive insight the very first time you put pen to paper, but the more you commit to your writing, the more the compound effect will come into play. Journaling is a process. It's a journey of discovery. It's a commitment to the inner work. And what you'll find is word by word, page by page, day by day, your insights will get deeper. Your understanding of yourself will become clearer. And your best self will begin to show itself more and more intensely and strongly. But you've got to be all in. And my encouragement to you is to not give up if your journey for interjournaling isn't delivering as much as you want right now. Instead, dig in. Like, Try different techniques. Ask different questions. Try a different pen. Like I love spicing things up with different colours, uh, different pen types. You know, even explore what happens when you write at different times or in different places. Bring that childlike curiosity to the blank page and bring the intention to really get to know who you are at that deeper level. And most importantly, see journaling as a long-term game. This isn't a thing to tick as a done. And over time, you'll find that journaling becomes less about something you do and more about something you be. With commitment, journaling becomes an extension of who you are. It becomes as habitual as cleaning your teeth and making your bed. And when something is habitual, it delivers results. And in turn, you'll get more and more value from your daily practice. Now, the final mistake I want to share is the distinction between journaling and keeping a diary. Your journal is not a diary. They are very different things. Now, a diary is more of a tool for documenting your life. In a diary, you capture what you've been doing. And of course, there's a lot of value in that. It's actually really nice to have a diary that you look back on and remember experiences. You can remember memories. You can remember key events. But a journal goes deeper than just capturing what happened. Remember, journaling really is about writing to get to know yourself at a deeper level. It's about putting away the layers so you can discover who you are 
beyond the superficial surface layer, clutter and noise. Journaling is about curiosity and inquiry. It's about introspection. It's about reflecting on your experiences so you can learn from yourself. And this is a really important distinction with journaling compared to writing a diary because through a journal, you can actually coach yourself through the pages of your journal. Those conversations that you have with yourself becomes a tool that enables you to work through your challenges, find answers to your problems, make the decisions that are going to move your life forward. Yes, you can be your own coach for your journal. When you journal, you can explore your feelings. You can uncover lessons from your past. You can understand your instinctive behaviours, patterns and responses. Your journal is space. It's safe space, protected space, where you can have those constructive deep dive conversations that help you know who you really are. And when you better understand yourself, you're in a much more powerful position to create your best life. So bring that intention to your journaling practice. Make it more about understanding and self-awareness and introspection than it is about documentation. And with that approach, you will uncover so much more. You will be able to go on that inner journey that delivers truth, inner wisdom, and connects you with your inner genius. So there you have it, three of the most common mistakes that hold you back from getting full value from your journaling. That's creating barriers, having a lack of consistency, and confusing your journal for a diary. Now, if you remove these three mistakes, then you will be in a great position to 10x your journaling experience and write your way to your best self. Now, talking about your best life, let's close out this episode with this week's journaling prompt. As always, you can download this prompt via the show notes. And your question is this, what do you need to know about yourself today so you can create your best life? As always, give yourself some space to dive into the depths and see what inner wisdom bubbles up when you ask this question. And please share your takeaways on social. We're at Best Self Co. And if you've got some value from this podcast, a review would be very much appreciated. And of course, don't forget to tell your journaling friends too about this podcast so that more people can benefit from the process of writing your best self. As always, thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Georgina. And until next time, let's get writing.